return this home. Alright, so we're going to, we're actually continuing our series called Wisdom for the Home, studying the book of Proverbs, and today we're going to talk about the power of a prudent wife. Uh, and there's two things I want us to see. Number one, I want you to see the power of this kind of woman in the home. And there is great power. But I also want you to see the characteristics in the book of Proverbs of not only a prudent wife, but a prudent person. Uh, when God describes a person who is prudent, what is he talking about? Okay, So let's begin, first of all, Proverbs chapter 19 and verse number 14. The Bible says, houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Interesting. Houses and wealth you can get from somebody else. A prudent wife you can only get from God. Now, who do you suppose that verse from God through Solomon is primarily instructing? You think it's instructing the woman or you think it's instructing the man? What do you think? Us, the guys. I mean, it says a prudent wife is from the Lord. If the Lord is the one who gives it, then the ladies have nothing to do with it. God gives it. Now, they have a lot to do with whether or not they are prudent, but as far as God, or, or you as a man getting a prudent wife, that comes from God. And I just wanted to pause here for just a second before we keep going to remind every one of us that especially when you are, and most all of you have found yours now, but when you are looking for a mate, or you are considering committing your life to another person, husband or wife, for the rest of your life, it would do you a great bit of good to make sure that you spend a lot of time in prayer and seeking God's will about who you marry. Because a prudent wife only comes from the Lord. If you leave him out and you run out and find one on your own, there ain't no telling what you might end up with. And I promise you, at first you might think you've really landed a gem. But if it's not the one God intended for you to have, your life will quickly turn into a hell on earth. And it's not God's fault. It's my fault. I got in a hurry. I did the wrong thing. I didn't seek God's will about what I was doing. I figured I was smart enough to do this on my own. Well, I hope that we've all learned from our study in the Scripture, we're not smart enough to do anything on our own. Whenever we try and run our life on our own, we always mess it up. We need God's help. So, the verse starts out by saying, a prudent wife is from the Lord. Now, let's go back to chapter 14. Look at verse 1 real quick. And I'm going to put these two verses together. Tie them up and, and start with a principle here. Proverbs 14, verse number 1. The wise woman, or you could also see the prudent woman, builds her house. But with her own hands, the foolish one tears it down. We're talking today about the power of a prudent wife. This verse teaches us the power of the woman in the home. Ladies, you can single-handedly destroy your home. By the way, 
so you don't feel so bad. Gentlemen, so can we. So this is not unique to the woman. However, in our society today, supposedly, the man, if he lives the way the Bible says he's supposed to, now remember, this is according to the world, he is this dictator that just runs everything, and the woman is this submissive Cinderella slave that can't do anything on her own. She has no rights. She just cooks and cleans and takes care of the kids and changes diapers and has to stay at home all the time and never has fun and life is boring and why would anybody want to be married? That's what the world says. That is not what God says. So, ladies, I want you to understand that your place in the home is very, very, very valuable. We're, we're going to see this over and over again this week and next week, but and we've talked about it before. We all know that if mama's happy, everybody's happy. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. There's a lot of biblical truth to that. And you're going to see some of that today, okay? So the impact of a, of a godly woman. Let's look at this now, okay? We're going to look at the impact, then we're going to look at some characteristics of a prudent wife, all right? First of all, the good impact. Proverbs 14.1. The Bible says a wise woman builds her house. And you're going to see next week when we get into Proverbs 31 and you look at the characteristics of a virtuous woman. This is a woman who is a very hardworking woman at home. Doesn't mean, ladies, that you can't be hardworking outside at home. But as you'll see next week, your number one priority is home. And it's okay to work outside of the home. The problem in our society today is that ladies have a career, in quotes, that has nothing to do with a home. She's running down some path trying to create her career while the husband and the home and the kids all just kind of get left to fend for themselves. Or, as the case is rapidly turning out to be, dad quits his job and he stays home. And now you got to stay at home, daddy mom. Well, the problem with that is that's not in the Bible. We're screwing this thing all up. And no wonder one out of every two marriages ends in divorce and we've got all kinds of delinquency and orphans and kids ending up in our detention centers. It's because any time a people decide they know more about how to run their life than God does and we refuse God's rules, we always mess it up. So, a good woman builds her home. All right, let's look at another verse. Turn back to chapter 12 and verse 4. Proverbs 12, verse 4. A wife of noble character is her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. Now, let me just once again remind you that even though these verses are addressing the woman and her place within the home in particular, the man can do the same things and bring about the same results. So it's not like that the woman is the only one who can mess up the home and the man can do whatever he wants to and he'll never be able to destroy the home. That, that's, not, that's not what the Bible says either, okay? But we're looking at the prudent wife right now. Fellas, there's a whole lot more directed at us than there is at the ladies. We're just not addressing that at the moment. We will down the road, but we're just not doing it right now, okay? So please don't get the, the idea that because these verses are talking to the ladies that that means the fellows are off the hook and they can't ever mess anything up. 
Uh, we're some of the most major culprits of that, and we'll talk about that later. However, ladies, notice, God talks about character, noble character, and we'll talk a little bit more about character later, okay? Um, another verse, chapter 18 and verse 22, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 22, a very, very famous and common verse used at weddings. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Well, if a prudent wife is from the Lord, and fellas, we found a good wife or a prudent wife, we have received favor from the Lord in the sense that God has blessed us because that's where she came from. She came from God. So it doesn't mean, as so many times Young couples who are itching to get married want to say, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Good. That means if I can just go find somebody and get married, then I found a good thing. And God's going to bless me and show me favor because I finally got married. That's not what it means. It means that God has blessed you with a prudent wife. Fellas, here's, here's the challenge to us. If you've got this kind of wife, and you do, because the one you're married to, God gave her to you. Well, sometimes I wonder. Well, she probably wonders too. <laughs> we all do. We're human. But if you're married to her, God lets you be married to her. She's yours. She came from God. Every time your wife does for you what godly women do and cares for you, make sure that you thank God that you've got the woman you do. Can I just tell you something real silly that I do? to kind of help me with this. Every time I open my cabinet, I have in our bathroom, we have a cabinet. And in our cabinet, this is where I put my T-shirts and my underwear. And so when I get out of the shower, I've dried off, I'm ready to start getting dressed, I open my cabinet to get clean garments. Well, that when I open the cabinet, the stack is either all the way to the top of the cabinet or it's getting low. You know what I do? Every time I open that cabinet and the stack has grown taller because my wife has washed my clothes and put them away, every time I open the cabinet and my clothes have grown, I've got clean clothes put back in there, I stop and I just thank the Lord that he gave me such a wonderful wife. Silly little thing. But the truth is, if I didn't have her, I'd have to do that. There are a lot of things, guys, that our wives do for us, that over time we just start taking for granted. I promise you, she don't take it for granted because she has to do it. And many times they wonder, does he even recognize what I do? Or does he just assume it's always going to happen? So, a prudent wife, a good wife, is a blessing from God. It is something God has given me that is as wonderful as my salvation. Because there are a lot of people that don't have that kind of life. Okay? So, the impact of a woman that is a godly woman of noble character is very, very powerful. Chapter 31 we'll look at next week. We'll talk more about that. But I want you to notice this. We're not going to read all these verses. But in Proverbs chapter 19, verses 13 and 14, chapter 21, verse 9, chapter 21, verse 19, chapter 25 and verse 24, chapter 27, verses 15 and 16. All of these verses 
basically say, fellas, you would have been better off to never get married than to be married to a contentious woman. Now, I put a verse here in your notes, chapter 26 and verse 21. Ladies, just so you know that God does talk about the contentious man in the book of Proverbs. But the word contentious, uh, and I've given you the definition here, it's the word that means dispute, strife, dissension, or an argument that brings about a barrier in a relationship. So basically, it's an argumentative wife. It is a contentious woman is a woman who is not on the same page with you. You're going one way, she's going another way, and you're constantly arguing and fighting over everything. That's why in premarital counseling, one of the things that many Christian counselors do, I do it. If you come to me for premarital counseling in our very first session, the first thing I'm going to tell you is over the next eight weeks, it is my job to talk you out of getting married. That is my job. Because after I'm done teaching you what the Bible says you're going to have to go through to be married, if you still are convinced it's God's will, then you can pretty much bank on it. God really wants you to get married. But do you know how many couples go into marriage and maybe have 15 minutes with a preacher before the ceremony? Or never go through marriage counseling. They never confront these issues to find out, are we headed in the same direction or not? After the ceremony's over, that is the wrong time to find out you're headed in opposite directions. That's what the term contentious means. I've listed all these verses for you. In every one of those verses, the Bible warns about a contentious woman. One verse in the whole book of Proverbs, it talks about a contentious man. Now, what that means is both of us can be contentious. If you don't think that's true, just ask my wife when she gets here next hour. I am very contentious, and the older I get, the more contentious I get. Maybe that's just because I'm getting old and cranky. But we all do it. However, we're talking about the power of the woman in the home, the influence. Remember, mama's not happy, nobody's happy. So if mama is contentious, and this has a lot to do, and unfortunately we don't have time to talk about it, it has a lot to do with the roles in the home of the husband being the leader, the wife being submissive to his leadership, and together they're moving in the direction God wants them to move in. And, and, and maybe one day down the road we can talk about all that. Um, but it has a lot to do with that. It doesn't have to do with the husband being a dictator. But if the husband is the leader of the home and the wife is not willing to work with him and together they follow God, you've got big problems. So that's what the term here means. So you talk about the impact of a woman in the home. Fellas, we can mess it up too. But ladies, I would say, my personal opinion, from what I know of the Scripture, your underlying influence in the home is far more powerful than ours. That's a great responsibility. And by the way, that blows apart any secular idea that the woman has a very insignificant role in the home. That couldn't be farther from the truth in the Scripture. Okay? Now, what is a prudent woman? All right, let's look at these real quick. Okay? Um, first of all, let's go to chapter 12 and verse 16. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 16. I'm going to give you six characteristics in the book of Proverbs of a prudent individual. Now, in these verses, most of them will use the word man, a prudent man. 
Literally, this is the Hebrew word referring to mankind. So, fellas, these things are for us, too. But we're talking about a prudent wife is from the Lord. So, what is a prudent wife? A prudent wife has these six things that are characteristic of her life, and they're exemplified in the home. But, fellas, you and I ought to have the same six things be true about us, because we ought to be prudent men. Okay? But let's look at these. First of all, chapter 12, verse 16. A fool shows his annoyance at once. But a prudent man overlooks an insult. First characteristic of a prudent woman and man is that they take no offense at an insult. Now look at this. A fool shows his annoyance at once. Whenever you are insulted by somebody, what is your first response? <laughs> Most of us get defensive, don't we? You know what God says we are if we do that? We're a fool. I didn't say it. He did. That's foolish. Now, I'm, I'm not preaching at you because I do it all the time. My, my biggest, listen, James chapter 3 where it talks about the difficulty of taming the tongue, I am the great example of that. I talk too much, too fast, and uh, a lot of times too long. And unfortunately, I don't always kick my brain in gear before the tongue starts wagging. So I'm guilty. I struggle with that. This is a huge thing. Very simple. Very practical. What does the Bible say? The Bible says a prudent person, ladies, overlooks an insult. And you know, whenever we find ourselves being so sensitive to every little thing, you're going to end up with problems in your home, at work. And, and you know, all of us know people who wear their feelings on their shoulders. These are the people, when they see three people off on the other side of the room talking, they always think they're talking about them. And it's always negative. You know, I would prefer to think they're talking about how wonderful I am. But it's always negative, isn't it? So, first of all, a prudent wife is one who does not get annoyed at every little thing. Second of all, number two, chapter 12, same chapter, verse 23. A prudent man keeps his knowledge to himself, but the heart of fools blurts out folly. Basically what this means is a prudent woman does not flaunt her knowledge. In other words, and, and us too, guys, but she doesn't run around letting everybody know how smart and how rich and how well-versed she is compared to everybody around her. And we all know people like that, too. God says a prudent person, a wise person, doesn't do that. They keep it to themselves. But a fool blurts out folly. Now, what God is saying is, if you don't keep it to yourself and you're constantly running around trying to, with our mouth, let everybody know how wonderful we are, God says that's foolish. Okay? So, second characteristic. Number three. Oh, this is a big one. Mm. <laughs> This one hurt when I had to write this one down. <laughs> a prudent woman and man thinks before she acts. Look at chapter 13 and verse number 16. Every prudent man acts out of knowledge, but a fool exposes his folly. Every prudent person acts out of knowledge. They think before they act. Now look at another verse, chapter 14, verse 15. A simple man believes Anything. 
But a prudent man gives thought to his steps. Have you ever known people that every single TV infomercial that advertises a magical pill or a great gadget, immediately they want to pick up the phone and order it? Oh, that's great. i got to have that. They are the classic example of what God is talking about in this verse. A foolish person just believes everything. But a wise person thinks before they act. Now, let me warn you about something here. This is not saying that we need to be skeptical about everything. Everybody is not a shyster. Everybody's not a cheat. Everybody doesn't have an angle. And you know what? It's miserable when you live your life and you never trust anybody. Because any skeptical about everybody, that's a miserable way to live. That's not what God is saying. God is saying, think before you act. How many of you have ever heard the uh, financial principle that whenever you're preparing to make a major purchase, you ought to gather your information, and then you, you found the one you think is the right one. Before you make the purchase, wait at least three days. What that does is it prevents us from making emotional decisions. How many times have you made a decision and then three days later realized maybe that wasn't the best decision? So if I'd waited three days, I never would have made it. Now I don't have to try and undo it. Okay? That's, that's what God's talking about. Think before we act. All right. Next, number four, chapter 14, verse 8. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. The prudent person, the prudent wife, also is conscious about how she carries herself. She's conscious about the way she performs, about her testimony. She's concerned about that. A foolish person doesn't care. They run recklessly through life. But a prudent person thinks they're conscious about their ways. That term ways means their method of living. So I, I'm concerned as a prudent person. A prudent wife is one who is concerned about the way things are done in her home, for example. That it's done the right way. Okay? Number five. Chapter 14, verse 18. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. You know, when I first read this, I thought, well, what is the practical application to being crowned with knowledge? Is it like getting a crown when you win a race? Or is it like getting the crowns when we get to heaven? It's some kind of a reward. And then I looked up the Hebrew word. The Hebrew word crowned here literally means to be surrounded by. A prudent wife is surrounded by knowledge. Well, that means two things. Number one, her life is encompassed by knowledge. She's gained it and she uses it in everything she does. But I think there's a secondary application. She surrounds herself with people of knowledge. We've talked about this before. Just because we're no longer teenagers, it doesn't mean that peer pressure cannot be a problem. It can. Paul said in the book of Corinthians, evil communication corrupts good manners. Evil company, evil friends can corrupt my lifestyle. And any of you that work in corporate America, you know that's true. If we're not careful, the people we're around can influence us into doing things we know we should not do. 
So a prudent wife is not only one who is surrounded by knowledge of her own, but I believe secondarily it means she surrounds herself with people of knowledge. People that would not enhance her spiritually, she does not make her best friends. And then finally, number six, chapter 22, verse 3, a prudent woman sees and avoids danger. Chapter 22, verse 3, a prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Chapter 27, verse 12, literally says the exact same thing. Now, here's the principle, and we're going to stop. A prudent person sees danger and takes refuge. In other words, they get away from it. A foolish person, a simple person, just keeps going and they suffer. How many times have you and I approached a decision and we knew what the right thing to do was? And we knew if we did this, which was the wrong thing to do, we would end up in trouble. But we did it anyway. Why? Because I want it. My flesh wants it. And, and by the way, you know how we do that? We start thinking of all these reasons to justify it. It's okay. Well, yeah, well, I know God says this, but debt is a huge problem created by this very thing. So God says a prudent person is one who sees the danger. I've gained knowledge. I know that if I do this, what's going to happen? It's not good. I need to take refuge. I need to get away from this. And by the way, that means that I avoid any situation that is going to tempt me to do that. But a simple person just keeps on going and ends up suffering for it. Now, continuing to go not only means we make the wrong decision, but we constantly keep putting ourselves in a situation where we're tempted to do it. So, these six characteristics, they're not exciting, they're not flamboyant, but they're very, very practical. This is what a prudent wife looks like. Now, in your, um, your personal application section, we talk about, there's a couple of questions there where I ask you to go in and actually take some of these and pull out the one or two that are the most difficult for you to handle. Fellas, you can do the same thing. I mean, because this guys ought to be prudent just like women. Okay? So, hopefully you'll do that spend some time doing that. All right? Any questions? The power of a prudent wife. Ladies, your place in the family and the home is very powerful and very, very important. And those of you, and I believe all of you, are that prudent person. None of us are perfect. You're, you're never going to look at these six things and say, I'm that all the time. None of us are. We're human. We sin. But this is what I want to be. And so, fellas, you've got a woman like that. Don't forget to thank God for giving her to you because that's where she came from. Okay, Father, thank you for the ladies you've placed in our life who have made such an impact on us. Thank you for the teaching of the Scripture that we can learn what it means to be prudent so we can be wise in our life. Father, bless our homes. Bless these couples. Bless their lives and use them for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. See you, everybody. Have a happy Mother's Day.